0: Yes, that's right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Luck podcast. I am your host, Jeff Luck, and I'm here once again from Portland, Oregon, where shockingly it is raining today. Yes, we've had uh, lots of gray skies and precipitation so far during our brief uh, living experience in Portland. We just moved here earlier this week, and so we're getting the full Portland experience, I guess, before summer officially arrives. But uh, some sunshine for your day and mine is this interview with Brad Keselowski. You know, when I started these social spotlight interviews, really the first person I had in mind to do it was Keselowski because I thought, man, this guy you know, had the famous Juan Pablo Montoya jet dryer photo from inside his car, sort of launched uh, NASCAR Twitter into the public eye a little bit more than it was. And um, he was very opinionated for a while, has backed down a little bit off that, but uh, still quite an interesting Twitter presence and also has expanded to Facebook Live um, recently, especially this year with going to the campgrounds and visiting fans and things like that. So, A lot to talk to him about. Take a listen to what Brad Keselowski had to say on The Social Spotlight. All right, everybody. I'm here in Brad Keselowski's holler. We're in Dover, Delaware. He is currently making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which looks quite tasty. He's got some strawberry jam. I grew up
1: up as a grape family. You know how I rebelled? I switched to strawberry.
0: Everybody rebels in their own ways. You've always been a rebel going with the strawberry after everybody else was going grape. But, um, you know, Brad, uh, I've noticed through the years, obviously, you were you were credited with um, sort of the being the head of the Twitter movement um, in NASCAR. And, you know, much thanks to your Daytona picture. But I think it's sort of evolved for you. Um, but I'd like to get your thoughts on um, how, how has your Twitter usage changed in, in the past few years here?
1: Uh, poof. It's definitely changed. And uh, I think. Your first comment about you know, the, the Daytona 500 tweet and all that series, that was fun. I got some exposure for NASCAR and for Twitter, too, which was great. Uh, but I just feel like I was one piece. Every There's been like six or seven, maybe more than that, people who have moved it forward. You moved it forward, uh, Jeff. I think uh, nascar hasn't moved it forward. Dale Jr. joined and moved it forward. Kevin Harvick, to me, was the one who really was the first driver to embrace it of stature. Uh, so he moved it forward. So I think we've all had a piece of moving forward, and I, I might get a little more credit than I deserve. It's probably my first thought.
0: I really don't think so. Actually, you know the the way you were at the time as well. In addition to the uh, the the tweet itself, kind of opened the floodgates because you were very you you were very opinionated. Um, maybe you've you've gotten a little bit um, more. I'm more, conser-
1: I'm more conservative, yes. for sure. Definitely more conservative. Um, I don't know. It's probably part of being married.
0: Well, but but I think what happens, and, and I've this has happened for myself as well uh, over the years with writing and opinions and stuff, is you get sort of tired of fighting uh, certain battles, and after a while you choose to not fight every single battle and let your whole opinion out there, and you just pick the ones that are maybe the most important to you. Is, would, is that fair oh, to say?
1: Absolutely fair to say. That's well put, Jeff. I couldn't say it any better. You know, you get to where you pick the battles that are going to be the most impactful and that you can win, you don't try to fight every battle. I think that's just part of getting older, not necessarily just social media. Um, you know, what's interesting is the people that uh, have really developed social media are aging, <laughs> and I think it's changing the platform dramatically.
0: How How is that? Why do you see – you mean the, the people, the users themselves are, are changing their habits?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that probably your core uh, people that really started the social media – and I'm not trying to claim to be one of them – but. Uh, they're getting older, and um, I think that changes how the platform works. And, of course, you know, young kids – I don't know how you are. We talked about rebelling with strawberry jelly, but um, young kids don't want to be a part of, you know, what their parents did because that becomes uncool. So I'm curious where social media goes in that light. Yeah. switches platforms, or maybe it goes away. I don't know.
0: Well, and that's interesting because I feel like, you know, a lot of people – Choose the, the platform they like and end up sticking sticking with it and and aren't really eager to change. Um, some people will try the, the newer platforms that come out, but people mostly stick with what's with what's comfortable with for them, whether it's the most popular or not. Um, I know over the years you you had started sort of originally with a Facebook account, and then I think you sort of went away from that. I got mad at them. That's yeah. right. That's right. You got mad at Facebook. I got That's right.
1: Mad at Facebook. They deleted my account because um, somebody turned me in as fake. And I had a Facebook account for you know probably four years before that. I had all this really cool stuff, and they deleted it all, and it just pissed me off. That's
0: right. I forgot about that. So now you're you're on Twitter, obviously, and um, you're on Instagram, but it's a private account. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, private. Um, that's for pages request.
0: So that's that's where you can sort of have your own sort of uh, your own life without being in the public eye, so to speak.
1: Well, you know, sometimes I want to take a picture, and it ain't going to be the best picture. or It's going to be a picture that's relevant to me and not to my fans, but it's relevant to my family, my, and that's okay. I feel like I needed one, at least one social media play that was personal and for my family. Um, so, if I want to share fifteen pictures of my daughter or a picture of a sunset, or I want to be somewhere and I don't want people to know I'm there, <laughs> that's my platform to
0: do it. Yeah, and that's interesting because I think. Normally, that would have been, or that that could have been. That's like you're using it sort of like Facebook, but you hate Facebook, so you're using Instagram uh, like Facebook. I hate Facebook.
1: No, I, 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 hey, part of getting older is forgiveness. Okay. I've forgiven Facebook. Okay. I, that's that's the easiest way for me to put it. I was frustrated at a younger age. Now I've moved on, and I really like the Facebook Live feature.
0: That's true. That's true. I forgot about that, and that that was something I wanted to ask you about um, in this interview as well. So let's just get into that because. Um, Starting this year, I believe, at Daytona, um, you started going around to some of the campgrounds at times and going on uh, Facebook Live. I think I actually, I'm pretty sure I did
1: it somewhere last year. Watkins Glen. Okay. Yep. I did it at Watkins Glen last year. And uh, it started with, um, there are certain weekends where I don't bring my daughter. And uh, there could be a number of reasons, uh, you know, between where we're at. You know, I don't travel uh, my daughter past the Mississippi. and It's a good rule of thumb because it's too much for her. And I, I don't want her to have to deal with all that. Um, and so Watkins Glen, I can't remember why we didn't bring her. Because obviously that's not past the Mississippi. Uh, but we didn't bring her there. So Paige and I were on the bus. We had just had a dinner. And we got back and it was like 9 o'clock and it was a beautiful night. And uh, I've always really liked the campgrounds at Watkins Glen. And she had never seen him, so it was like, hey, let's go through the campground. I was like, well, what are we going to do when we go through the campground? Somebody's always going to spot you, right? I'm like, well, I don't know. Let's uh, give something away, I guess. And uh, somebody had been telling me about Facebook Live and said it's a lot of fun. I was like, well, I wanted to do this Facebook Live. I've got a bunch of beer, a bunch of stuff to give away. Let's just go see what happens. So we did it, and we had fun. The people were really cool. They were engaging, and um, I thought, oh, that was just a good time. So Daytona ended up being kind of the same way. My daughter didn't come because I just got married the week before. And she stayed with uh, uh, Paige's parents. And so it was just us two. And uh, it turned into the same scenario. And we had a lot of fun. they like, well, maybe we got something here that's kind of ours. You know? I think in social media, everybody looks for something that's theirs. You know, Jimmy does the the hat giveaway. And everybody does, like, something that's theirs. And I really like the Facebook Live campgrounds because it was something that was mine. And I could do that honored our fans.
0: And so um, I've watched a lot of these. And some people um, are very happy and overjoyed that you come. Some people play it way too chill. I don't understand why they would be so chill about a NASCAR driver coming with gifts to their campgrounds. They, they, they should be going crazy. And they're like, oh, yeah, hey, cool. Um, it's, it's nice well, to see you. <laughs> you know,
1: alcohol affects people different ways. And a lot of these I go to, you know, everybody knows a quiet drunk. Everybody knows the loud drunk, and usually we find people after they've been drinking. So, I, that's my explanation. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I'm not a doctor.
0: Okay. So, but has uh, this been something that you have found is valuable? And and obviously, um, Facebook Live stays on your Facebook page. It it's not like the say the Instagram Live story, which yeah. goes away right away. So um, that's something where people can go back and and check it out as well.
1: Yeah, I do like that feature about Facebook, how it stays up there, and you can do the in case you missed it which I think is really helpful uh, because you're right. You don't want it to disappear. And those people, uh, that story lives on with them forever, right? Uh, which is great. That's one of the things I love about it so much is I've already had fans come up to me and say, hey, man, you came to my campground in Daytona, and we're here, you know, whatever weekend I might be here in Dover. And that was really cool. I just wanted to say hi again. Uh, so that's just, it's really endearing to me. And it's um, it's fun. It really is.
0: So uh, one platform that I, I don't think you're on, uh, as far as I know, is Snapchat, unless you have a private account. Why are you uh, not high on Snapchat? Mm. I'll let you finish your food. By the way, this looks like a fantastic sandwich that you've made here, and you've also be- gone with a, uh, a selection of milk here. So you've got the wholesome peanut butter and jelly with the strawberry, <laughs> the chunky peanut butter, chunky peanut butter. Oh. and the milk.
1: Chunky peanut butter is uh, important because I think it has more protein. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I made that up on the spot because it says more protein. Um, So why not Snapchat? That's the question. I've never really taken to it. Um, First off, you don't know who's watching. I don't like that. I like to know who watches my stuff. I like to get number reports. I like the the data. Uh, Second, I don't like how it disappears. For the same reasons why I like Facebook Live, I like how I can post a story and it lives on forever. Where Snapchat, it lives for, like, what, a day? Something like that. 24 hours. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Uh, Instagram stories, Paige does that with my daughter, which I like for my daughter that it lives 24 hours. Uh, but then even then, sometimes I'll look back and go, oh, where'd that video go of her doing this or that? And she's like, well, I have it on my phone saved. Where Snapchat videos don't save to your phone, at least I don't, if they do, I don't know how to do it.
0: You, you just have to manually do it, yeah.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, I don't like that part. Um, so, no, I've just I've never taken to it. I hear the numbers are incredible for those that are able to get access to it. Uh, but, I don't know, it's just not for me. Not, not only that, but I'm a big believer in laser focus. Pick something and stick to it and do it the best you can. And for me, that's Twitter and Facebook Live.
0: So, let's go back to Twitter for a minute. Um, obviously, you're famously often on your phone. There's many pictures of you. Whether you're in a press conference or or waiting for a change in your garage and you're looking at your phone, um, are you, is that, do I take you typically looking at Twitter in those situations?
1: Mm, No. No, okay. I I wish I had my phone right now to show you, but I don't. I have it uh, locked upstairs. Uh, But actually, I have a number of apps that I use. I have racing apps, uh, which could be timing and scoring. Uh, I have. engineering apps for the car so I can understand what's going on with the car so I have a lot of different apps and tools to look at and then I have some um, of course social media apps that I go on so people automatically assume whenever they see me on my phone that I'm on Twitter and it's it's kind of funny to me like yeah yeah you're right yeah yeah but uh, I try to keep a number of different apps so um, my phone is you know my connectivity device uh, for not just social media but also for my profession
0: so Obviously, you're still looking at it a lot, um, whether you're on it every second or not. Um, what do you get from it? Like, is, is your primary purpose for news or to see what people's uh, uh, for, for Twitter? Like, what, what do you what are you taking out of it um, that you find most valuable and makes you want to stay on it?
1: Without a doubt, news. I read the news. You were at the USA Today. Before social media, I read the USA Today every day. Every single day. And uh, I would always get disappointed when there. Were, there's always going to be days in news where there's, like, not a lot to read. Like, ah, oh, that's a bummer. Uh, and there's still days on social media that way. But I can always find myself falling into a hole where I'll find somebody who's like, oh, this guy is talking about topics that I knew nothing about. Uh, if you watched my Facebook Live uh, last night, we did one here uh, through Worth's Facebook Live account. Uh, we were talking about the uh, Paris Climate Agreement. That kind of stuff, like... I can't find in-depth reporting about that in most newspapers. So I'll find somebody who's uh, an expert on the field and they have an entire thread of, here's what's good, here's what's bad, and of course they have their own biases in there. But I love I love reading those and I, I fall in the, I guess it's a Twitter hole. <laughs> but I fall in those holes a lot.
0: So the other side of that is people wanting to interact with you and your replies. Um, you know, you have your, your feed and then you go to your replies. Um, Typically, I mean, do you? how many of your replies do you read? Do you try to go through all of them? And um, what kind of interaction do you have with your fans?
1: Well, one of the things I would say is that uh, any of the times where you really want to see a reply, you can't, which is a real bummer. Like when you want to race, you're like, man, I really want to see what people are saying and people are saying nice things to you and you want to read it. I'm not able to do it because it doesn't load them all. It only loads like a 30 or 40 of them which is super frustrating, right, because you missed out on all that, and I always feel bad about it. And it's such a bummer. So I would say, first off, I would want to say thank you to those people that write the stuff, even though I don't always get to see it. Um, and then most times it's the exact opposite, where you're, the times when you can see the replies are when you really don't want to. Like, you know, it's, there's been a slow news week or something bad has happened, you know, you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to read this. But for the most part, I try to read every one of them that I can, even when
0: it's bad. How do you deal with the bad? how do you deal with the haters um you know are 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 you uh, do, do you I guess there's three ways you could do it you could ignore block or mute uh which one do you typically choose? I used
1: to block I stopped blocking
0: I regret that I blocked
1: I wish I knew if there was a function that showed who you've blocked in your life, I wish I could go back and unblock those people
0: I think there actually might be uh oh. you might want to look into that yeah
1: huh I didn't know that okay so uh, someone's gonna have to teach me that so I would say um. I'm a big believer now as just a a theory in life in truth and grace I wrote a blog about it Uh, I spent a lot of time studying it that's that's my new channel so when it comes to replying I believe in truth and grace and if I have truth I think that it's worth writing someone but only if it has grace Um, and the two are you know important because one can't exist without another Um, truth dies on a vine without grace And grace doesn't exist without truth. It's really a a simple principle. And I try to carry that over in all aspects of my life, including social media.
0: Any final thoughts on your general theory about social media or something that you want people to know that uh, I didn't ask about?
1: What would I want people to know about social media?
0: Um, First
1: off, I'm honored that anyone thinks I'm interesting enough to follow. Um And I feel like uh, sometimes I have some stuff that's worth saying and other times not so much. Uh, I get writer's block like anyone else uh, where I feel like I might go a month and not really have anything cool to say. And then I might have like two weeks of, oh, this, 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 and this. Um, So there's some ups and downs. That's just the way it's going to be. But I appreciate those that foul. I do all my own social media with respect to twitter i do have a little bit of help with facebook not the live part but the uh the the post and so forth uh but i I try to be authentic i try to have fun i'm not perfect at it but i'm doing the best i can and appreciate that people foul
0: thanks for joining us appreciate it Was good thanks jeff so there you have it everybody brad kozlowski doing a social spotlight and enjoying a peanut butter and jelly sandwich now uh my intern I'm putting that in air quotes, Cindy Yen, who helps me transcribe these interviews, emailed me and said, now, why didn't Brad offer you a sandwich? That was very rude. Actually, he did offer me a sandwich, but I had just had some Grotto's pizza. It was Grotto's pizza day in the media center at Dover. And so uh, I was all good, so I declined the sandwich offer. But it certainly looked tasty, and Kozlowski can apparently at least make a sandwich. I don't know about the rest of his cooking skills. Now uh, on to the post-race podcast for Michigan. Don't exactly know my plans for that just yet, but uh, if you saw on Twitter or jeffgluck.com earlier this week, I'm trying to put together a Portland area tweet up to all get together and watch the race, and then I'm hoping... That I don't know. It is Father's Day, so I'm not sure how many people come out out of the few NASCAR fans that that do live in Portland, but I'm hoping that perhaps the people that come out could help me do the post-Michigan podcast, and I could have some uh, Portland flavor and get some people's impressions who just watched the race with me. So more details on that. Check my Twitter account. If you live in the Portland area, I would love to see you and, and watch the race together on Sunday so I think that's it for now. Although I will mention that, uh, again, with the, uh, travel looking at that this week, um, it's been emphasized to me that I need to be, um, putting my Patreon information out there more than I have been. I've been, uh, a little bit reluctant at times to keep plugging that because it's sort of like, give me money. But, um, of course I look at that and I see that it's going to be expensive to get to races. And so I need some of that travel money to get to as many Uh, tracks as I want to. So if you're interested in becoming a patron of the podcast or the website, you can check out patreon.com slash Jeff underscore Gluck and check out more information there. In the meantime, thanks as always for listening to the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast and I will talk to you soon.